0: Alright, welcome back to more of Power to the People with Glenn Miller and Chris Felton. When we left off, we were discussing the issues of and the principles that the Green Party um, believe in with our guests, Haryasha Kanar and Amy Beck. And so uh, Amy was making a point when we went to break and I want her to, uh, I want you to pick up uh, where we left off
1: so we will and we want to get to the point where we have the candidates that get the voice and the platform for that but we have to get away from people just thinking well it's just a bunch of fear we're going to just contract and go within and, and try the next um a blue person a blue you know democrat because they're they, they sound good but really at this point what what democrats are just republicans that give hugs they're not really they're they're not necessarily <laughs> oh, okay. um lesser
0: uh, of two evils yeah glenn and i had that a uh, conversation <coughs> last week
1: necessarily <laughs> reflective of what americans um really want at this point i mean the, okay yes the the exit polls uh, showed uh, Hillary, but even then, I know that people were wincing as they were casting that vote as well, hoping there was somebody else there.
0: Why do you think we don't hear so much about the third parties in elections?
1: We don't hear so much about that uh, because we do have the corporate culture that does reflect the media and only um, grassroots uh, media similar to this really gives the voice to to a grassroots uh, movement and a, a third party. That's part of it is is the media involvement. And the other part, too, is, is it, it is hard for generations to break through. I mean, the, the Democrats were the party of the people. I was I was raised by true blue bleed blue. Blood uh, Democrats, myself, and and but I realized early on that you know Camelot was dead. Clinton killed it, um, and it was oh you know it was pretty much over with at this at that point um, in the 90s with the Clintons and um, destroying those uh, values that Democrats hold dear. I saw that um, uh, coming, and even then it was hard for that generation to kind of let that go. It was it was traumatic. the The 60s were what they were um, holding on to and I think um, now. Now that it's a little bit easier um some of those uh, you know baby boomers are aging the millennials aren't as attached so it's easier now um to introduce this option
2: oh, go, yeah, go ahead Harry, know, okay thanks you know that uh, the league of women voters used to uh, host the uh, presidential debates i mean we're still talking about a, a presidential this is the top of the ticket and uh, i think it was an 80 three or so, they sat back because the Republicans and the Dems had certain demands and the League of Women Voters said forget about it. So now what's called a commission on presidential debates is really just a closed society of the R's and the D's. They let uh, Ross Perot come in and that was the last time because he actually got some exposure and people voted for him. So the D's and the R's will squelch any opportunity for for, uh, opposition or alternative... uh, um
3: party candidates. I think it's about. based on polls I and mean, Ross Perot had strong poll numbers and the Greens and or Libertarians you, have not.
2: How do you get recognized in the polls? You know, during this last uh, cycle in the Guber debate, Guber uh Gubernatorial? Uh, yeah. Uh, Angel Torres was included in the uh, Cronkite or, you know, the ASU uh, debate because it was co-hosted by um, the uh, Arizona uh, Commissioner on Clean Elections. Mm-hmm. But the next day in Tucson, even though they have a long history of including all candidates that are legitimately uh, printed on the ballot uh, in, in, to be in, included in, in their debate. And this year, no. They cited, they said because he didn't get 7% in the polls. But they could not cite the polls. This was just so uh, so egregious. Um, uh, if they have a poll where he's not listed as a uh, As a candidate, how are people going to select him in the poll? That's just so much blarney.
3: Well, let me go back. I'm not sure exactly when, if it was twelve or it was eight, and it might be a Mr. Miss Cobb, who was a presidential or vice presidential nominee of the Green Party. David. David David Cobb. Cobb. Okay. Yeah. And and what I have heard said is that he said that okay, um, if you are in a battleground state. You know, uh, yeah, I know if you're a Green supporter, great. In the non-battleground states, definitely vote Green. But if you're in a battleground state, I understand the stark choice between the Republican and Democrat. It's okay if you vote Democrat in that battleground state because we don't want to throw the Electoral College to the Republican. That's what I recall happening. And I don't know if that's a discussion among Greens, you know, because with Donald Trump, we have somebody who is so onerous. And we probably agree on that. The man is a racist. And, and there's you know, I mean, I have never seen anybody is, is in my lifetime as damaging to this country as Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. You Maybe have a uh, you have a Steve statement Canada. you want to make on this issue well, here. Well, uh,
4: I do want to say something uh, re- regarding Cobb. Uh, well, Greens have Greens. We, we have a we have a nominating process. We have a primary, and uh, way back in two thousand four, I cannot I. I I'll say this personally: I have respect for David Cobb. I think he's done a great deal for the Green Party, but I also think the safe state strategy, like my mother thought about it, was uh, just just not productive. And uh, my mother did wanted to, to see Ralph Nader as the nominee in two thousand four, but that's neither <laughs> neither here nor there. Because I do have respect, great respect for Cobb, and. Uh, there is a. I just want to pull the seat seat down because, yeah. So um. When it comes to uh, when it comes to 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 the idea of vote splitting, people vote Greens for a variety of reasons. They uh, and a lot of those reasons aren't represented by the Democrats, and uh, when 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 uh, it's just you can't prove that green voters would vote for a Democrat because Democrats are for centralization, whereas greens are for decentralization, as small communities being able to decide the, uh, the, the uh, shape of, the shape of their communities. And uh, so, so that's all I wanted to say about that. It's just you can't prove that greens would vote for Democrats. Because maybe they might not even vote for for the any of the two candidates and just leave their ballot blank which is why i've also advocated that we have none of the above as an option on a, on our ballots because uh, you i think you would see on federal state and local elections none of the above uh winning quite a bit
2: can i say something thank also? you for
3: your contribution go ahead uh yeah um
2: I personally would like to focus on on uh, uh, down ballot races so so-called local races go ahead and uh, um, in many states w- ballot access is simply not granted unless there's a presidential candidate so there's all these uh, Byzantine ballot access rules from state to state and uh, um, in Arizona for instance here in Maricopa County the requirement of, of SIGs, signatures for ballot access at the, at the um, county level is almost as, as onerous as uh, the number 40,000 that we have to uh, submit uh, or collect at the, for, for the Arizona state level Green Party ballot status, state statewide ballot access. So it's, it's tough to get on, on the ballot, and that's why we have to have a presidential candidate Uh, so that we can be on the ballot in all 50 states. And in Arizona, um, if we don't get ballot access statewide for the next two cycles, perhaps we'll run independent candidates, or perhaps we'll we'll concentrate on getting those signatures at at the county level. Go ahead, Amy.
1: Okay, and so uh, a a vote split is not a split between a a vote, really, because you're voting um, whether Republican or Democrat for war. You're voting whether Republican or Democrat um, for ignoring our current um, uh, climate crisis. You're voting whether Republican or Democrat for more uh, corporate control and um, more, um, you know, status quo of the destruction of the middle class which was courtesy of the um, Democrats were able to do that so um, we're not really splitting uh, between anything the green party is an addition um, to what's out there we um, consider Republicans and Democrats a duopoly so um, we really do not uh, see them as a different uh, party they're almost uh, one to us and and it almost seems like if you if you ask Americans and you you ask people and eh, they're you know the same thing yeah there are a bunch of crooks in Washington but really it has come down to a, a really onerous dangerous s- situation for American uh, politics we're dabbling in a little bit of fascism at this point um, and I think the Green Party a third party really has a place and we really need to start adding that perspective into our um, political strategies uh, when voting and demanding what kind of choices we want as Americans
3: we're going to take
0: a break go ahead Chris yeah I was gonna to- say we're going to need to take a break and when we come back i want to get into that that topic
5: it stands out on the highway like a creature from another time it inspires the baby's questions what's that for their mothers as they It's the-
3: guys we're coming back here with a continuation here of this great show all about the Green Party here in Arizona and nationally uh, it's of course it's uh, Glenn Miller Chris Felton on Power to the People here on Radio Phoenix and um, uh, Chris you had a question I think uh, about that you wanted to follow up on with our guests here or three guests here today from the Green Party well wasn't
0: necessarily a question um, she you guys had mentioned uh, so, some Made some interesting points uh, about fascism um, and how the Democratic party and the Republican party are two sides of the same coin so to speak uh, one bird two separate wings <laughs> um or two two uh, still two two wings still attached to the same bird uh, that's what I meant to say um, so I kind of wanted to get into that what Um, Can you elaborate on that a little bit more?
1: Well, well, right. So, and the way our um, political um, system has evolved since um, the uh, 70s and the powers that be in American politics discovered, well, they don't ever want to be defeated like they did again um, for things like uh, Vietnam. They saw that as a... um, uh, you know, a political PR disaster. So they went to work and, and um, you know, uh, APEC and, you know, memos going to work to how are we not going to allow uh people power ever again. And from that, um, uh, since the 70s, that's when the the uh, Democrats came up with things like the superdelegates, and, and um, let's t- take away power that way. How are we going to go back to limiting uh, voter rights? How are we going to um, ensure that uh, a third alternative voice doesn't get in there? Um, and um, out of that, too, uh, you get things like the Koch brothers' support for for all of those um plans to ensure that, uh, you know, American government is run for and by the powerful. And so they, they've they achieved that. I think we're there. Yeah, I think we have definitely. an American uh, government that is for the powerful and um, regular people are not uh, supported or represented. Uh, the Democrats are for the powerful. They have powerful people run. We don't um, Democratic um, candidates until recently hadn't had anybody able to run because, oh, right, third parties have difficulties getting on the ballot line, but as a a Democratic candidate... You have to raise so much money, um, and so we've got enough angry people. So good, we've got some a new class of uh, some uh, uh, Democrats in there um, now that are are hoping. Um, you know, some thirty or so. AOC, but, uh, r- right? AOC, and uh, but really, where we want to be as Americans is still not close because we'd have to go through another how many years of the same. Thing so we are at the point of doing the same thing over and over, getting the same results, and it's not working. We are um, definitely have a, a corporate takeover of our political system, and I don't see the Democrats changing that anytime soon.
3: Well, as an activist Democrat, and you guys know uh, that I mentioned earlier, just. Full disclosure, I'm a member of the State Committee for the Democratic Party here in Arizona. I think, you know, besides being a big D Democrat, I'm a small D Democrat. And I think a lot of people in the Democratic Party would say the same. And so we're concerned about fairness. And we might say, no, I don't want you to vote for Greens. I want you to vote for Democrats. And that's just fine. But we, I think I personally and I think a lot of Democrats do want to see fair rules. We want to see you have an equal playing field as far as getting on the ballot. I'm talking about Greens. I'm talking about Libertarian Party. I'm talking about independence, and, and, and I don't want to see ballot access blocked by rules, laws, and such. And, and perhaps you can work with people who do have power, I'm speaking of Democrats, who are in the state legislature and also in Congress, to get around, to get, put together legislation that will try and move things along to truly make it equal playing field. And you guys can compete, fairly.
2: Can can I mention uh, locally? We have Victoria Steele from Tucson, uh, mm-hmm. um, who has introduced uh, the ERA amendment in the Senate, and I don't know who did it uh, uh, in in the House, but uh, Kirsten um, uh, Cinema. No, um, a, a damn uh, Arizona House member, a representative, also from down south, has been working with David Stringer on. Uh, Um, justice uh, reform, you know, the Mm -hmm. Department of Corrections. So she might be a good Dem. A a friend of mine here in in, uh, the Valley, uh, a Code Pink uh, uh, activist, uh, jokingly says, oh, I heard you ran for office and you won. I mean, she's really uh, jabbing me and twisting it. But you know what? I bet, uh, uh, William, you you want to say something about rank choice voting?
4: That would just be something that... uh, well, I do want to say something regarding. Uh, I do want to say something regarding uh, ballot access. Um, I thought what happened last year to the libertarians well was completely unfair, and it was it was Ducey trying to to uh, infringe upon democracy. I do think that's what happened because uh, you know I don't think any uh, candidate or 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 any party should be able to rig the rules in their favor and that's what uh, Ducey did when uh, he he took the libertarians off the ballot um it it, it was you know I, I i don't know i just uh, that was just something that that had me going but no, in regards to ranked choice voting anyway uh it it it's something that that sh- that the state of Maine already did. I don't know if you already got if you guys went into it. It's something uh, that's been passed. And uh it's something that people should should fight for, okay?
2: Oh, and also Alameda County, you know, in California, it takes a while for the voters to get used to it because it, it seems like it's more difficult than it is. You just rank your, your choices on one ballot. You vote once, but for mul- multiple candidates in, in order. And in Berkeley and uh, maybe uh, Emeryville and, and Oakland, they've been doing it. And it, it's entirely different from the jungle primary, you know, where the top two rise. And then it turns out it could be the same the two from the same party. No rank such as in California. Alameda County, California, that's right. So after the voters get used to it, well, then uh, it, it'll, I think, spread like a, a wildfire. Um, uh, other corporations and uh, political entities, like you say the state uh, Democratic Party is using ranked choice voting, mm-hmm. um, wh- it, it, it just makes a lot of sense. Or another uh, um, way is uh, just listing your approvals. You know, all the candidates that you approve of, and then it's sorted out just by uh, the, the people counting the ballots.
3: Yeah, we, go ahead, Amy. And you want to mention something on that?
1: There's no doubt that there are good people in the Democratic Party working for these same values. There, There's no doubt on the individual level, but when you have corporate money seeped and steeped in from the very, very top all the way down, um, it is hard to to kind of unravel that and break free from that and make decisions that are in, independently decentralized and egalitarian across the board um, at every level. So that, that does start at the top in a way. It, it's the trickle-down culture of it. So there's no doubt that working hard and working within the Democratic Party is, is still a, a viable option. For people who want to see a, a better uh, country moving forward. However, uh, it just it doesn't seem to really make uh, much sense if you're looking uh, for justice and environmental responsibility and some of these issues like uh, Venezuela, you know, Venezuela that's going on right now that you would want to have a voice in that you can't. Um, argue against the kinds of money we're talking about. There's no argument. We don't have one against that. But what we have is an option for a party that doesn't take any of that money. So that argument is out of the out of the picture with the Green Party.
0: How do you guarantee that no one in your party takes any corporate money?
2: Well, it's it's just a ground rule, and uh, we'll definitely call out anybody uh, who, uh, who who slips. We have an endorsement pro- process. In this last cycle, we had uh, a a woman here uh, in Maricopa County who was running as a write-in on the Democratic line, but then she saw that uh, we didn't have a a candidate for um, um, U.S. Senate because Eve uh, Reyes Aguirre didn't collect enough SIGs, okay? And so uh, the Dem decided to to come over to the Green Line as a write-in, And she came to our endorsement meeting and we did not endorse her because she does not understand green values.
0: Unfortunately, we have to stop there. Um, Running out of time. We will pick up with this conversation with the Green Party next week. Join us here on Radio Phoenix for more Power to the People. Next Monday from 4 p.m. to 5 p.m. And I'm going to take you out with some Frank Litz, Hungarian Rhapsody, number two in C minor. You guys take care and have a wonderful and blessed day.